0: What's up guys? Welcome to another podcast by Life is Hyrule, where I talk to different fitness professionals, medical professionals, and anybody somewhat that can help the combat sports arena. So today I get to talk to Mr. Dr. Will Adams from Miami Spine and performance. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, people have a tendency to mess it up. I literally have. If it's not saved on my Google search, it's like all I do is type IB spine," and then I'm like, "Oh, that's yeah, so right." Perform yeah. This performance, performance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a long
0: one. Yeah, yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about you. I know a little bit about you, but I think it comes better from coming from you.
1: Sure. Um, so, like Hiro said, I'm, I'm Dr. Will Adams. I'm a chiropractor by trade. Uh, so I. I moved down to South Florida in 2019, um, opened up my practice, as as Howard said, Miami Spine and Performance. Um, I'm not a, I guess, traditional chiropractor that uh, you kind of come in, get adjusted. Yeah, (laughs) do that kind of thing, chase the car accidents around. Um, you know, I really kind of take, uh, you know, I take things from different systems, right? So I think you initially found me through something called FRC, Functional Range Conditioning. Right. So I'm, I'm a super nerd, super into continuing education. Um, so my practice is kind of a combination of, you know, physical therapy, rehabilitation, soft tissue, uh, chiropractic adjustments. So I think uh, that practice style lends itself to, you know, sports and martial arts in particular, because. Uh, not every martial arts injury is a joint injury sometimes they need rehab and, and things like that So it's a, it's a pretty cool integrated practice, and um, yeah, it's, it's been going really well
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's totally true. I've, I've heard from other people how how much of a proactive educator uh, Learner you are that you've you're even in college like uh, what's his name John John John's his name. Yeah Yeah, I was saying he's like yeah, we always been like that yeah. he's like everybody else would be out like having drinks or you know uh, whatever and Will would be at a, 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 a in the dorm still studying
1: yeah <laughs> that's just
0: the way that's the way it was I'm wired yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and you just finished b- becoming an acupuncturist as well or are you still going f- to school Yeah, for I'm that?
1: working on uh, acupuncture but my, my big project right now is I'm finishing my PhD um, from University of Miami okay so I'm doing a, a biomechanics PhD nice um, which is super cool because uh, it kind of kind of gives me access to the 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 people that are smartest in that field but but kind of from a book smart standpoint so like the people that understand research and and things like that Um, so I'm trying to take all that research that's kind of tucked away in academia and apply it to you know clinical practice or apply it to the gym and things like that so that's that's been kind of the exciting thing going on for me the last few years
0: where where are you from originally I don't actually know that Chicago Chicago Illinois so you're born and raised in Chicago
1: I was born in New York, did a little stint in New York for like a year or two, and then uh, I was in Chicago for most of my life.
0: How did you you end up down here?
1: Well, um, I I went to University of Miami for college, um, and then I went to chiropractic school in Chicago, and I I couldn't wait to get back to Miami. As soon as I got here, when I was 18, I knew that this is where I wanted to be. Um, Miami so has that effect on a lot of people. Yeah, it sucked <laughs> me in, just like it sucks many people in. Um, but it sucked me in for good reasons. So um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like like I fit in here, and I love the melting pot that that it is Miami.
0: So so why? Chi- I mean, obviously you you like you were saying you 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 went through like a full spectrum. You're trying to do the biomechanics. Why why did you start with the chiropractic thing? Because it's like yeah. a, a chiropractic profession has this weird. it has this weird dichotomy it's like almost like huckster type of thing and then there's people that like swear by it yeah there's like there's a it's 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 either or it's either like okay i feel like they're just they're just taking money from me and then there's the guys that are like
1: uh, oh there's i fucking swear by it
0: yeah (laughs) like so so obviously if you're a hyper intelligent dude it's like why why did you choose chiropractic first
1: no that's a great question yeah there's a bit of a like a cloud over the profession like you never you know when you meet a chiropractor you never know what kind of pra- chiropractor it is you know like sure. you said there's there's some that are extremely talented and amazing and there's some that are uh, you know maybe out for money or other reasons um, you know I love when people come into my office and uh, or, or I'll meet somebody at, at a social function and they'll say I'll say I'm a chiropractor and They'll be, oh that's awesome I, I believe in chiropractic I'm a big <laughs> believer like it's like a, it's a belief system like a religion or something like that so I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but, um, so when I, when I finished college, I, b- I became a, a, a strength and conditioning coach. So I went straight from college to do strength and conditioning, sports performance, uh. because I, what I wanted to do was, was understand what makes the best athletes in the world the best in the world, and then how to make them even better. Right? That mm-hmm. was my vision of what strength and conditioning was. Like, I'm gonna go, you know, I was at Stanford University, the best athletes in the world, and I said, okay, I'm gonna take these world-class athletes, and r- I'm gonna make them 5% better so they, they get an Olympic gold. But the collegiate strength and conditioning world, which we we're just talking about off air, it's a little different than that. It, you're a little bit of a cheerleader, you know, and it's a lot of management. It's not as sciencey as as sort of I thought. So, yeah, I, I, I found, and I, I don't know, I don't know anything about that world, but yeah.
0: from my understanding, it's also very like um, regimented and on like a protocol. Like there's no there's no sense of creativity for the individual that's in front of you. So in other words, it's like if you're managing a team or whatever it is, it's like. Yeah. It's like it's for the team. It's not for like this guy who is Able to do this and this guy's built slightly different and even though that the framework is, is should be the same yeah. It's like this person is six foot four and this person might be five foot eight Yeah, there's gonna be some mechanical differences with that person So even though the foundation is the same, but the you should treat them kind of different from my understanding it doesn't they don't allow you to do that it's more like like, this is what we know somewhat scientifically, and the guy that's in charge says this is the protocol that we got to follow whether they're, like I said, 6'8", or if they're 5'8". It doesn't really yeah. matter, which to me it sounds crazy.
1: Yeah, there, there's some truth to that. I mean, the, the reality is, for example, at Stanford, there's there's like over 50 varsity teams, and there was like eight coaches. So you do the math. We've all got a lot of athletes to manage. These are student athletes that have a lot of other things going on, and we're all sharing one weight room. So then all of a sudden it becomes all about efficiency. It's not about building the best athletes. It's not about optimizing anything. It's about optimizing the schedule and making sure the students can so half the time it's like, All right, we got men's basketball, we got X team, Y team, okay, you've got the swimming team, you guys all you guys gotta go in the corner and, and do something with the med balls. So you're just you're just kind of You can be creative, but not the kind of creative you want to be. It's like creative, like make something out of nothing. Right, right. So, anyways, I I got that experience and uh, it was great, but I I realized that it's not what I wanted to do. You know, I got hands on experience. Um, And then I I had a chiropractor growing up. Shout out uh, Jason Van Ness in Barrington, Illinois. Um, The thing about him was like, it it just seemed like he loved his job. You know, like you go to his office, he's blasting cool music, he's in great shape, his patients are all happy to be there, the energy's good, it's hands on. So I said, what the heck? This guy seems really happy. You know, he's got a family. He's involved in the community. So I, I kind of just decided to go to chiropractic school. And uh, and then I, from there, I, I, you know, nerded out like I normally do and, and try have, have been trying to become the best chiropractor that I can and, and represent the profession the best that I can.
0: Yeah. I, and and, th- and that's the thing with, ki- like I said, the chiropractor is like, you're, the reason why I was attracted to you and what you do was because, like, I, like you were saying earlier, is that you do, it's it's not about the actual chiropractic aspect. It's like okay, yeah. what wh- wh- what's wrong with you? And then go, hmm, that doesn't seem to be working right here. Are you doing this and X Y Z? So you, d- you do a little bit more, like genuine diagnost- diagnostic, like holistic work to some sure. I- to some aspect. Because yeah. I've gone to other chiropractors before, and they c- what they do is it, you know, do an X ray and like I don't I don't think we ever did that. It's yeah. more it's more like it d- yeah, do you need it? Like I don't think you need it. Like yeah. and and, and, I, and I felt like you can tell that a lot of them have a tendency to just get like this is like just the general protocol for like the, the package I guess you can say yeah. it's like this is the package and you got to follow the package and then once you're done with the package it's like okay now I can adjust you and stuff like that like yeah. when I was having issues with my hip I don't think we did an actual adjustment for like almost a few months yeah it yeah. was it was something and I, ki- I kind of told you that I was like yeah I'm a little not too keen on kind oh of yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, anyway, so then, so then you went the chiropractic route, yep. and how was how, was, how was that? Explain, explain to me what chiropractic school is like.
1: Yeah, so chiropractic school it's uh, it's four years, so it's uh, you know the same as like medical school minus the residency. Okay. You two and a half years of kind of just rigorous academic work and a year and a half of internship, clinic, patients. But uh, I was super fortunate because I had a close group of friends in chiropractic school that were that that were just like me. Like they they didn't want to we didn't want to just pass school. Like we wanted to become great chiropractors. So we were, you know, me, uh, Jake Alec is another guy. Alec painted to performance in Illinois. Like, we were, like, skipping biology class and, sh- like, shadowing the best people in Chicago. Like, him and I were flying to Ohio. We were flying to California, to Oregon Hello. to just hang out. Like, who are the best in the world? Like, who are, who are the best in the world in, in the PT space, in the Cairo space? And uh, so I spent chiropractic school. Passing my classes and flying around the country uh, spending the only money that I had to, you know Sleep in some guy's couch and and shadow him and just sit in the corner of his office and observe and and to me That's that's what uh, I felt gave me a bit of a head start to open my own practice out of school It, it wasn't school per se. It was the mentors uh, along the way
0: Yeah that you, the that. you saw like the actual practical application yeah. of what you're learning in school because that's really what the that's the hardest part to be honest with you yeah. you can be book smart, but if you don't know how to like apply it in the real world It's like
1: yeah, yeah, and people wait until you know They say well right now I'm going to focus on my schoolwork And then when I get out is when I'm going to learn the real stuff well by the time you get out, like I wanted to be good by the time I got out, you know, so I was like wh- why wait? You know, I'll, s- I'll go to class during the day and in the evening I'll drive downtown and spend three hours with this guy who's uh, you know considered the best in the city So, so I'm, I'm, I'm
0: kind of curious on the school part like what, what was the because pr- is all about the spine So it's like yeah. w- was that like the, the the blunt of what you learned or you learned like just the whole body And then on the tail end of it you
1: go. Okay. Now. We're gonna focus the last year on the spine yeah, that, that's a good question. So basically, like, so chiropractic has a different uh, scope of practice around the country. So, like, if you're out west, you can do like minor surgeries, you can prescribe medications in some states. Sh- uh, so, sh- you get really? like, yeah, yeah. I so didn't you know You that. get like a very broad education, like a medical education, like for the first year and a half, where it's like you're learning anatomy, physiology, cardiology, pulmonology. Um, so, you get like a full like medical education. Then they start to kind of narrow in on the orthopedics a little bit. Narrow in on neurology, but that's part of the problem. Is our our education was very broad, so we have good background, but we didn't get, you know, we didn't get this how to treat low back pain until we were like two year, two and a half years into school. And now it's like, okay, so now here's what your day to day is actually going to look like. Right? right. So that's why I I felt it was also important to like get out and see like what is a day in the chiropractor's life look like? You know, because in class I'm learning about whatever d- diseases and, and things that I just don't feel like I'm going to be treating. you know I'm not going to be a cancer doctor, I'm not going to be a cardiologist and I'm reading EKGs but but I wanted to see what what the what the real people were doing. so
0: and what did you get out of it? You said the real people what, were the, what was the real people teaching you?
1: <laughs> so you know you when you when you spend a lot of time around people in the profession you see th- what you want and you also see the things that you don't want. So I, I was looking, you know I, I learned a lot of clinical pearls as far as like, Hands-on techniques, rehab techniques, um, but I also picked up on uh, people skills. You know that I think you don't think about. But you know, I'm 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 not really in. I'm am in the people business, but I do chiropractic. You know, like I, I see patients one-on-one, on one and it's in in order for me to treat somebody, I need to like connect with them. I need to be able to educate them. Yeah, they, they, gotta, they gotta like you. They gotta trust me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, so what I realized was like you know the, these people had great skills and they did the simple things extremely well. Like, you go shadow, you know, Brett Winchester, for example, this guy's considered the the best chiropractor in the world. People fly in to see him, and I've spent 100 hours with him. Dope. He does simple, simple stuff at a world-class level, all day, like, that's it. And he has a great personality, he's charismatic, he's a good educator, but he's, n- he's not doing anything that's not out there that you don't, you know, he doesn't have a secret, m- you know, laser, <laughs> he's got great hands, he's got, great personality and and he does simple things well and he his diagnosis and evaluation is second to none right if you get the diagnosis right the treatment is kind of easy
0: yeah just follow the steps
1: yeah so that's really what I learned is you know take the time early evaluate get to know the person understand their goals and then the treatment you can plug in whatever you know if you're an FRC person you're an ART person that's not as important
0: yeah, it's, it's just like you said, you just diagnose and then just follow the steps if you have the, the book now. how and, and go yeah. from there. So it's, it's, it's the same thing that they say about everything, just the KISS method, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah,
1: yeah, you get know, out of your own way, yeah. you know. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah,
0: you yeah. gotta do fundamentals, even in uh, in fighting, it's like the jujitsu, it's like yeah. fundamentals. Striking is the same way, it's, it's yeah. just fundamentals. Don't yeah, you yeah. can get fancy if you want to, but it's not necessary as long as
1: you keep it the fundamentals there. So after you did chiropractic school, then what? Then you open your practice. Yeah, I walked across the stage and hopped on a plane to Miami and opened up my practice <laughs> like so like that, just like that. Yeah, like 45 days after I graduated, the, the practice was open. And Damn. Um, yeah, hit the ground running, and um, you know the first like I didn't ha- I wasn't really connected in South Florida at that. time. You know I had my dad here, I had some leftover college friends, but this wasn't m- this wasn't like me, me opening in Chicago where I you know so and so's brother, so and so's aunt come in. So I just like jumped, started going to every single event. That was like in south like every yoga thing every marathon every networking thing which was like all out of my comfort zone because i'm more of like a read a book nerd don't like to go to these things type of person but I, I got out of my comfort zone i met a lot of people and fortunately i was able to build like just enough like practice you know build my practice just enough for when COVID hit you know not nine months in that we were able to float through COVID okay, and then uh, I kind of just took off from there. But my jujitsu school, for example, was a really important part of my early, like my first three or four patients were like f- training partners. So that was helpful.
0: Yeah, I mean, you so there's a lot of guys that I know that, that go see you. Like yeah. you, got, you, you deal with a lot of the guys from Winners, yeah. you know, now the Gracie Baja place. You're, you're still training there, though, right? Gracie Baja? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And Aventura. Yeah. But there's a lot of you also you all you were doing stuff with goat shed too as well yep. yeah th- with yep. uh, with asim and those crazy cats <laughs> over yeah he's having he's actually having some success now he's <laughs> one of his fighters was on the joe rogan podcast is
1: that right
0: yeah, yeah yeah and gave a shout out to goat shed and now now all of a sudden goat sheds ads are like now kind of popping
1: really? up <laughs> <laughs> popping up on my feed yeah, on social I media mean <laughs> he's kind of like it was just a matter of time until he was gonna be successful
0: yeah, you, you know the backstory on him a little bit I, I knew him he used to use a black belt underneath Valente Brothers yeah. and I used to train there when he was like a kid he was like 15 16 but apparently the Valente brothers and again this is rumor so th- I don't know like I the actual know the details
1: story so I can b- verify it.
0: yeah apparently you know they were trying to keep him from stepping out of the Gracie way yeah and he wanted to be an MMA fighter and they just kept resisting it and until it kind of got to a point where they ended up fighting. Yep. And then and then he went off to doing his own thing. And it's crazy how it, it's almost like we're like you live in a Catholic household and then and then you get out of the Catholic household <laughs> and you go and you and you become like a drug addict, drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like so awful. The Valente brothers are yeah. they're all like very proper. This is wow. the fun of it, they're vowed the whole nine yards <laughs> goat shed is just a bunch of crazy MMA guys trying to murder each other.
1: Yeah. yeah hundred percent yeah it's, it's a fun place though and, and you know the thing I'll say about uh, about him is like you see things on social media and you think like okay this is a crazy gym you know it's the inmates run the asylum but his martial arts knowledge is some of <laughs> the best that I've yeah, ever seen yeah, and I've, I've been around great people like he he's a genius at, at martial arts yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. well dude I remember when he was 15 maybe 16 yeah. he was his jiu was on point yeah at 15 16 years old he was just was a kid yeah you know, and then I didn't realize it, but he went and trained with uh Dinaher up in yep. uh Hanzo, he trained with uh uh for us a hobby. Yeah, with the GSP, GSP
1: the Geratonin. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and then he w- I think he started going to like wrestling camps as well. Yeah. And competing with like a lot of the like the college athlete wrestlers. So he's yeah, he's he's well knowledgeable. Yeah,
1: he can hang with everyone at that gym. I've seen him jump in and he can hang with.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then he shifted. Um, I guess he got. I don't know if he got to a point that you know. I don't know if it was an age thing. I'm not sure because now nah, he's pushing like 30 now, right? I think he's like 30 years. Well,
1: yeah, he's he's in his early 30s. Yeah, thirty
0: like three. Yeah. And now this Golchad thing is gonna it's gonna catapult him. Actually, one of the black belts that teaches at my school, his son is is Unbroken Roy. Um, oh yeah, Roy Echeverria.
1: Yeah, Echeverria. Yeah,
0: yeah. Echevarria. yeah, Echevarria. yeah, yeah, yeah very talented, yeah.
1: Kid. very talented.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've never met him, but he's he's a tiny dude. He's a, he's a fi- fly flyweight, right? Yeah. Which is 125. So yeah. a Tiny little dude. But yeah. You know, but he's. Uh, yeah,
1: he's he's excellent. I, I was th- I trained with him. He was there. Yeah. <laughs> dude, by the way, I didn't know you did striking. How long how long did you do striking yeah. for? Uh, I started Muay Thai like in 2015, 2016. Um, that, that was my my uh, so I did that for a few years and that was my segue into jiu-jitsu, but I still train Muay Thai and, and uh, I love it I just love martial arts in general.
0: Yeah, me too. I like, I like beating people up. It's fun. It's yeah, something there's
1: <laughs> something about it that
0: just. Well, that's what I'm telling you we got to start striking because I haven't I haven't done striking in a while You know what yeah. I'm at an age now where uh, I, I kind of compared to riding a bike like You know how to ride a bike, but if you it, it's been long enough that you haven't ridden a bike when you first get on the bike like you f- you're you scared of falling, like there's a sure. fear that like, that you're like oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, and then it takes about like five or ten minutes so you're like, yeah. okay you're f- I'm comfortable, oh okay, don't forget, you know how to ride a bike, you know how to ride a bike, right, and it's kind of the same thing with striking, I haven't done it in so long that like there's a, like a, just a ty- tiny little fear of like fear of getting punched in the face, and I'm <laughs> like I'm like man, I gotta start striking again, because the only way you get over it is by getting punched in the face and, yeah. and, and understanding distance and timing and stuff like that, so that you're you're just not afraid of getting kicked or punched, but the only way you get over that is just by actually doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still afraid to get punched in the face, even though I've been striking for that long. That's, 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 you're pretty, that that's your because pretty. you're pretty, bro. That's because you're pretty.
0: You're afraid. You're afraid of breaking the pretty face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a, yeah. It's healthy to y- y- if the the fear of being punched in the face <laughs> is what will make you a good striker.
0: Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was a little bit like Forrest Griffin when I was doing striking. Like I I I had this thing where it was like I didn't want to get punched in the face obviously but it, it, it would animate me like it was almost like a warm-up for me yeah because it's like someone kind of hits me and it was just like that's it yeah and n- now I can I uh, know I now I know that I can move forward like fearlessly because it's like yeah. once I get tapped and and I n- that's it it's like when you're rolling with someone with jujitsu, that's this like super strong and then they, you think they're super strong and then all of a sudden they grab you and you're like and you're like able to like break their grips very easily yeah. or, you're, or you're able to pick them up and throw them you're like yeah i'm 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 you're you're on the losing end of this yeah, yeah it's the same concept at least sure. for me that's how i was for me yeah that's, fu- that's fu- fine that's fine i can see that yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. all right let's circle back so you were you went to you opened up your practice and then you decided to continue educating yourself so you're yeah. to you are going, you becoming a uh, biomechanics PhD mm-hmm. at the same time you're doing the acupuncture or you kind of put the acupuncture, so the on
1: acupuncture um, I I, w- I was an acupuncturist in Illinois when I was in school and when I had graduated like I had the acupuncture license Florida has like an additional exam that I've been putting off now for a long time um, but my intention is to take it I, I keep putting putting it, it, it off because then I started the PhD and, and I you know with my practice I, I kind of like wear all the hats in my office. right? So right. I, I just don't have the bandwidth right now to do it. But I'd love to incorporate dry needling. That's the reason why I want to do, do that. that. But um, the, P- yeah, the PhD program I started in the, the fall of 2021. Um, and that so I'm at my alma mater. So I'm teaching uh, teaching in the program. And I've, I've gotten the opportunity to publish research now, which has always been a, a goal of mine. Um, I always intended to go back and get my PhD, but I wanted to uh, get some practice experience first you know I never wanted to be the person that is like speaking at a conference about low back pain and I've never had a patient in front of me that is paying me to treat their low back pain because it's different to recite research or say say xyz and it's another thing when someone's in your office and they're like hey I can't pick up my kid because of my back pain like help me right so that it's a different thing so I want to I want to have both that,
0: that seems to happen a lot, actually. There's a, a friend of mine that's a sports massage therapist, but he's an educator as well. And he was saying that that seems to be, like, he's one of the few people that is not only an educator, but he's actually a practitioner. Yeah. Because there's there's a little bit of a disconnect that once you, again, it goes back to, like, book smart compared to, like, reality, like the sure, real world. Yeah. And he was saying that, that that's a lot of, the well one of the reasons why I think he's doing, because he's doing so well just recently is because, you know, he, he actually works on people, so it yeah. he comes from a place of, like, this is what I see in my clients, this is what th- you're going to run into this, you're going to run into this, this is why you run into this, and he kind of backs it up with, like, the science part of it. Mm-hmm. But really it's more like, hey, this is actual practical application stuff instead of just kind of like, yeah. hey, this is what the book says, and you should do this type of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit different because people will say, you know, the the best way to do this is this way, or, or the research says this or this, and I and I appreciate the research and I appreciate the textbooks, but you know when you go to work and you've got 20 people on your schedule with 20 different problems and you're seeing them every 30 minutes and they're coming in and they're not just bringing their problem but they're bringing all the pro- all the <laughs> the baggage of that week. You know you never know what you're going to get, um, or a new problem. Uh, it's di- you know you have to think on your feet and you have to you have to adapt and uh, you know just because one, you know, not everybody wants FRC. FRC is effective. You you were the right type of person to do FRC with, but people come right. in with all kinds of different backgrounds. So I'm not doing the same thing with everybody. And that's part of why I really wanted to get a, a, a full circle education so that I can provide what that person needs in that moment, you know. And that's that's I think w- what makes a good clinician. That's what I'm striving to become is the you know to, to provide the patient what they need in that moment.
0: So so what, what's the what's the client then look like so like imagine if there was like an imaginary client? Well, it's like the like uh, uh, you're you're trying to become like well-rounded But like when you say well-rounded like for what for what goal in other words like
1: yeah Well, um, you know when I started my practice like I think ever like most You know guys going through chiropractic school like I'm like, okay. I want to treat uh, especially being a martial artist I want to treat UFC guys jiu-jitsu guys, you know at high-level athletes but then you get into practice and, like, you know, you, to build a practice, like, you have to see, like, you know, grandma across the street. You got to see the high school athlete. You got to see the sedentary 45-year-old dad. Um, and I've really, like, fallen in love with, like, treating a really broad range of patients because it challenges me. It exposes me to different people. So, and it, it's just fun. You know, 8 a.m. I'll have, uh, you know, uh, a UFC fighter. And eight thirty I'll have a fifty year old woman who does Pilates three days a week and then at nine o'clock I'll have a high school baseball player. So I, I just get to I get to interact with a lot of different people and experience different people. So right now if you said like what's your n- if you would have said three years ago what's your niche, I would have said it's martial arts and it's athletes. But now I really think my practice is, is a, it's like a family practice. Some athletes and, and, and
0: Yes, yeah, it's, I it's yeah. fun. It, it, it challenges you. more than anything else. You like being challenged. That's why yeah. you're a book nerd. That's why he you d- like being. <laughs> <just> thing's <laughs>
1: interesting. You know.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, it gets monotonous. You just. If, I, I would think that if you're kind of helping the same style of person like every yeah. uh, every half hour, all day long, at a certain yeah. point, you're like, it's it gets monotonous. It's, yeah. it's you're like, all right, I've I've, this is, I've seen this like fifty thousand times. Yeah. It's another like,
1: jiu-jitsu guy <laughs> with neck pain. Like, all right. <laughs> There's a million of those out there. You know. <laughs>
0: Well, the jiu jitsu guys are stubborn, bro. This, uh, they they yeah. d- when I teach that mobility class at Mario's the only time that the guys show up is when they're in fuck when they're fucking injured or they're in pain. And I'm like, guys, this, this is I mean it's gonna help you. I appreciate you showing up and what yeah. we're gonna do today is gonna help you. But you gotta kinda just come frequently, not only when you're hurt. Of
1: course. But
0: people don't understand that. You know, it's, no. it's 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 difficult to get that through the average person's like mind. You know, that's one of the reasons why I didn't go um, I, I was contemplating going to medical. Uh, I was teaching for a personal training certification a while back, mm-hmm. and there was a lady that was teaching with me, and she was an exercise physiologist, and she worked at Memorial West. And she's like, "Hey, you should come by." I was, like, I was like, "All right, cool. I'll, I'll go check it out." Yeah. And so I went there. You know, she's sh- you know showing me the EKG and blah 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 blah, and these people on the treadmill, and then and there's there's some older lady that was standing there, and she's like, "Oh, this lady just had you know just had a, a heart bypass and blah blah blah," and I was like why does she smell like cigarettes
1: <laughs> Oh the doctor
0: N- No I said this to the, I said this to the doctor and I was like, why is she smelling like cigarettes oh. And she's like because she's still smoking And I was like in my mind I was like nah I don't want to work with people that are fucking sick because they, 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 they <laughs> this' like for me you sure. know it was, it was in my mind I was just like uh, uh, like I rather th- that's why I went the kind of the fitness route because in my mind it was just like I was like all right I'm gonna lean into this. Cause it's like people, there's a little different. It's, a, it's. I guess you can say it's the same with the chiropractor, where it's like there's, there's a yeah. genuine interest. They're coming out of pocket on their own. Yeah. So once you have like a little more skin in the game, where you're actually kind of investing in your actual healing process, you're a little bit more likely to stick to it. So you're, yeah. you're a little bit more likely to follow directions. For sure. But yeah. when it's almost like obligation, and and it was she wasn't the only lady that was like that. And the doctor was like, she's like, yeah, that guy just finished. That. He doesn't, he doesn't want to stop drinking. That one over there, I was like, <laughs> like, what's the matter with people? You literally just almost died, and they're telling you stop smoking because you're gonna fucking kill yourself. Yeah. And they go, oh yeah, 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 and they go right outside and smoke a cigarette. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, bro, that's yeah. horrible.
1: That's a good point though. Yeah, you know, when when you're in a profession like chiropractic, like it, it, it's uh, people are coming there by choice. A lot of times they're paying out of pocket, so. I think naturally you're attracting people that are like a little more proactive with their health. And that helps, right? You know, it's it's not uh, just like the waiting room of a hospital. It's, it's, a, it's a place where people are coming to be proactive. But, you know, that's another education point is, you know, the patients that come to my office, like they know, or at least they know within 15 minutes of coming to my, p- like, I'm not the practice that, ha- that I'm not the fanciest practice in, in the area. I'm not the one with the cool gadgets and the, the pretty front desk girl and things like that. Like you're coming there because I'm, I'm gonna teach you how to heal yourself, basically, is, and, and that's what I educate my patients on. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do the hands-on work, but like, the only person who can really keep you healthy long-term is you, right? And the goal is always to be healthy long-term, so that's why I'm big on, you know, I'm, I'm giving them things to do at home, and I'm teaching them about their body. It's not just like, you know, only these can fix you, right? Because sometimes that's the model, right? You that convince the real. person that, look, if, if you don't come in and, and uh, get adjusted by me, you're never going to be, your spine's never going to be straight. You're never going to be healthy. But um, I, I educate them like, look, I'm, I'm going to help you fix yourself. And a lot of times people appreciate that so much that they do continue to come back or they refer because they, they like that approach. But it takes a lot of education to, to get there.
0: And that's good, though. That's It's, it's good. You you seem to be a part of that generation because the, the two guys that you went to college with that I happen to know, mm-hmm. the guy, was John, right? John. John? Yeah. Uh, th- 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 the medical industry see the new generation of guys that are going to become uh, doctors seem to be going down the holistic route to some aspect yeah you know and hopefully they don't get corrupted by the, the mm-hmm. medical field and that's the problem now you know yeah. it's just like I went to the doctor for the, a stomach issue that I was having yeah. so I went to go to a GI and I swear to God you know I'm in my 40s so when I went there you know that you've got to go through the steps where you meet one person and then the next so they're doing like the whole yeah. like the questionnaire but and they're all asking me, like hey are you are you are you on any drugs i'm like mm, no you sure yeah and i'm like no i mean i mean i mean i take ibuprofen every once in a while but no no like yeah. blood pressure nothing i'm like no and it was one behind the other, and behind the other, behind the other. When I finally got to the doctor, the doctor looked at me and was like, he, he literally, obviously, they asked a the question. And he got to that question. And I guess I said no, like, several times. That he, he s- stone cold looked me in the face like I was lying. Yeah. Like, 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 I, like, you're not on anything? And I'm like, dude, like, you guys keep asking me the same <laughs> fucking question. No, I'm not taking any drugs. Yeah. It's it's crazy like uh, it's why it's wild man. That's why when you uh, at one point you were doing functional medicine at one point Yeah, I had another
1: provider in the office doing that
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that 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 to me is kind of that's I think that's gonna end up being like the future Yeah, I think that's gonna end up hopefully, you know if we don't destroy our own country these days
1: There's from what I see there's just as many people with gut issues as there are people with back pain like it's like the next big like thing that needs to be taken care of and and at least from seeing the other provider in my office like a, a good functional medicine provider someone who knows how to do the testing and, and, and prescribe supplements is like uh, invaluable so I think you're right I think that's the next probably big wave of medicine and hopefully um, I think maybe this is something Kevin is interested in but m- you know uh, medical doctors can can go that route as well so then you can have maybe the chiropractors medical doctors <laughs> naturopaths
0: yeah that's what I thought too Kev actually ended up changing his mind he ended up, I think yeah. he's gonna do uh, psychiatric which is
1: oh you know, did he so um, how how, how yeah. do you
0: go from functional medicine to uh-huh. whatever? I mean, obviously you. Uh, and if you if you meet him in his demeanor, it totally makes sense. I but sure. at the time I didn't I didn't put two and two together. When he finally said that, I was like, how do you go from? Th- and then I paused for a second. And I took a look at him and I was like, yeah th- yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Your yeah. personality matches that yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, you know? for
1: that profession, it's you got to have the right personality. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah It totally it totally like that. But the f- the. Yeah, the the whole gut thing is crazy. It's like um, and and it seems to be p- uh, prevalent also in the jujitsu community. This guy Gordon Ryan was having it. I know at least two or three. Cav has a autoimmune yeah. issue. Yep. That's pro- that's gut related. Uh, I have something. Yeah. Um. Th- there's there's several people that I know. It seems to be kind of somewhat common.
1: Yeah, I I mean part of that is because of you know we're sweating on a mat and so. Uh, Bacteria gets passed around so then antibiotics get prescribed over prescribed and it kind of kills your gut flora So if you combine that with you know, right jiu-jitsu doesn't have the best uh, Nutrition culture right now. It's more of like uh, train hard eat whatever you want So kind of makes poor diet with overtraining <laughs> with uh, antibiotics and you end up with the gut issues. Yeah,
0: that's true <laughs> Well, my, mine is uh, I've I believe because my uncle has, because I have a psoriasis, my uncle has it too. So okay. I, I did something in my lifestyle at one point that basically inflamed it and just turned that gene on. Yeah. And now I'm trying to turn it off. and yep. It's getting better. But literally I, when I went to go to the doctor, the doctor then referred me to uh, like a, a GI doctor. And the GI doctor looked at me straight in the face. He's like, dude, like, like we know stuff, but we really don't know stuff. He's like, because there's nothing wrong with you. He's like there's like we did the test and there's nothing wrong with you. He goes so And this is the crazy part. This is where I like like I really have an issue with the medical industry to some aspect with with that He literally looked me in the face. He goes look because I work for the hospital. I can't tell you this I can't prescribe this to you he goes, but this is what you should do and he wrote it down He goes go do this go do this he goes we could you could go do this test He goes but the test is gonna cost you like two thousand dollars and he goes and we still might not know anything he goes. So he goes. Go th- go through this process first. He goes. What, what what most likely happened? He goes. From what you're telling me, and th- from the, the description that you have and everything that he goes. What you can do is he goes. You just somehow messed up the microbiome in your in your gut. He yeah. goes. And he goes. You got to think about it. That you bur- basically burn the forest down, and the forest needs to grow back. He goes. So just simplify your diet. Try to do this route here. Do this, and he goes. And just you just have to give it time. And that was uh, almost two years ago now, and it's only now getting back under control. I had to go down to like the most basic diet at one point. Really? Yeah, it was it was it was it was horrible at one point. So I remember asking you because I wasn't sure, and I I think it was it hadn't gotten to the point where it was over top. But I remember having like uh, I remember asking you like, hey man, would this hip thing affect my stomach? And you're like, "Mm," you looked at me like kind of like, no. And then I was like, all right, because I'm having this discomfort. Yeah. And you were like, no, I don't think so. And it hadn't actually flared up. And then it flared up. And then I had to I had to cut everything because I had a little bit of a scare. I was doing jujitsu. Yeah. And uh, that literally I almost passed out. It was it was it was really? it, fu- it fucking spooked me, to be honest with you, because yeah. it was like it was like literally like the doors were closing, the lights were kind of closing out. It was, it was it was it was spooky. It was after we were done training. It was like a heavy training. And and I was like, man, I guess I gotta fucking eat. I was like, yo, I don't really feel good. And then I and I went to the little convenience store next door. I got some Gatorade, I, whatever. I fed myself, and it just wasn't going away. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is this is like spooking me." And yeah. I went home, and, and th- at the time I was in New York. I think I had gone back to New York. Yep. And um, and I was because of COVID, there was uh, th- they had shut down, so I had to travel two hours in order for me to go do jujitsu. So I, I, I had to that. T- yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had to take the train back, and I was literally on the train like a wounded animal. Like I was like, Damn. I had to put my headphones on. And I literally put this Zen music on because I was like I was so discomfort that I, I started panicking that I had to like I'm like, yo, relax,
1: relax, oh, wow.
0: relax. And by the time I got home, I finally I finally calmed down. And I was like, okay, thank God. Yeah. yeah and then and good. then from there I decided, okay, I'm just gonna I, I cut training out. I didn't do I didn't I didn't do any any exercise. I started to eat, I went I went down to like the most simplest diet. I was like, st- 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 it, let me let me see what I can do. I did elimination diet. I was like, okay, chicken, I would get a reaction fish get a reaction started eating steak steak was the only thing that wasn't bothering me which was crazy right. so yeah, yeah which is this is what everyone says yeah. even Cav, but cap says that apparently that seems to be like a uh, like a thing with with the gut that for whatever reason the red meat and it's carbohydrates
1: apparently that's what cap said yeah b vitamins yeah so i kind of reduced
0: everything and then that's when i went to go see the doctor and, and the doctor kind of like he's like yeah man he goes stick keep it simple brother he goes. Sounds crazy, but steak and potato.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, don't don't eat anything else other than that. Just until just allow your stomach to kind of like your digestion to kind of a- average itself out, and then from there you kind of start adding stuff and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, totally off topic of what we were talking about yeah. earlier, but it, 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 but um, the functional medicine thing is like it's kind of cool that this whole holistic thing, and even with the fitness industry too. Yeah. It seems like the the physical therapy is merging a little bit with. With fitness, the the yeah. chiropractic and the the massage now is merging a little bit with the fitness, yeah. and hopefully we can kind of tap into that functional medicine because functional medicine is
1: is what it's mostly diet, right? Yeah, functional medicine is is going to be mostly diet and supplementation. Supplementation is a big part of it, I would say, but yeah, it's kind of those two. That's I think the supplementation is what separates functional medicine from nu- a nutritionist. Uh-huh. You know, I know that. Or
0: dietitian, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what we're doing a lot of. But um, you know, in in my experience. Um, A lot of what's missed is what you mentioned, which is dysbiosis, right? An imbalance of the gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like the case you were describing, the forest is burned down. And other times it's like, we gotta trim some shrubs, like the forest has overgrown, right? Mm -hmm. So the problem is people have bacterial overgrowth and then they take probiotics. Grow, 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 the stomach issue gets worse and so they start eliminating foods from their diet. But the problem isn't the, it's not a food, everyone assumes it's a food allergy. It's, It's lactose, it's gluten but the problem is the uh, bacterial overgrowth. So um, what we would do is first we do a, a stool test. That's, the only, way, that's the, the only true way to see your bacterial profile is do a stool test. So you send in the stool, we see what's overgrown, we go in and we give a supplement that kind of blasts everything back to a low level and that's when we have to put you on a very uh, a basic diet. So then we take them to like the level you were at, right? Your, your bacteria is low and so your diet has to be simple. And then we slowly add foods as we add bacteria together. That's kind of the process. So we break it down and we slowly build it back up. So you were maybe one step into that process is kind of where you entered the system.
0: Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that, apparently, I was listening to this guy, RFK, that was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about how... that vaccines, I didn't know that. That vaccines are basically dosed with some some chemical to basically instigate an immune response because the vaccine isn't absorbed by your body without an extreme immune response, right. and that extreme immune response causes other possible problems down the road. And one of the things he was saying, he goes, and he's sure how I think he's like seventy. He's like, he's like, dude. I don't remember people having gluten allergies, nut allergies, and and it's kind of true. I even in my, I'm I'm th- I'm in my forties, and I think I only knew like one person that had like a nut allergy. Yeah. Like no one was had allergies the way they have now, and no yeah. one had the, the things that stuff like that. I'm sure there's other factors, but yeah, that's like obviously his thing, and it was it's interesting to kind of hear that perception that because i didn't know that about vaccines about the, the the immune response that the vaccines are not absorbed by the body without an a, a, an, an over um reaction of yeah. the immune system in order for it to be absorbed and that they act they literally stick something that's that's the uh, carcinogen or it's, uh, i forget i forget the, what, what the word is basically something to to basically irritate the immune system in order for it to be absorbed and then that causes a whole catastrophic effect in your lifespan so it was was interesting that i was like wow so a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now is just reaction from stuff from 30 40 40 years ago yeah that's a great point
1: actually yeah because you know a vaccine is uh you're introducing a foreign agent into the body in hopes of soliciting an immune reaction so that the next time that foreign agent comes in you've already got the armor ready right so you give it uh a chickenpox vaccine, so you get a little bit of chickenpox. The immune system builds defense to it. So then, when you contract chickenpox, you can fight it no problem. But I- it's a it's not a local immune. R- it's no different than when you when you take an anti-inflammatory, right? It's, it's not going to go right to your back. It's, it's a, everywhere. It's a systemic. It's a s- systemic anti-inflammatory in the same sense. When you <laughs> give yourself, uh, it's a COVID vaccine. It's a uh, varicella, whatever it is. You have a systemic immune response right and everyone's immune system is a little different so i could i could see how you could s- develop a, an immune response for other things like uh accidentally give yourself gluten intolerance or lactose intolerance you know when you when you play with the body the body's gonna make you pay that back you know what i mean regardless if you, if you don't sleep you're gonna pay taxes on that if you don't eat right you're gonna pay taxes on that you know what i mean the body will make you pay for those decisions so Know, I don't want to get too much into the vaccine thing, but <laughs> if they, you know, anytime you're you know, you're pur- you're purposefully provoking an immune response, uh, the you're there's running there's a little bit of a risk for sure.
0: There's going to be some type sort of side effect. Yeah, uh, so everyone everyone
1: can make their own call on that. But
0: yeah, yeah, and I'm not not necessarily talking about the vaccine. It's just it, I found it interesting that because it's true. One of the things he said was like, it, and I remember growing up, like I said, let's, I can't remember anybody that had like. Gluten, gluten. The dude, there's people that are they're allergic to like ketchup, <laughs> tomatoes. You're like, what the f- what? How, you yeah. you're allergic to ketchup? Like what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Not only is it allergies, but now you know you got a, a lot more. Uh, you know, men- hypogonadism. And you've got women's health issues. There's you know there's a lot more of these like health issues in this generation. And I don't know if it's just that people were just dealing with it before or and now there's more technology to find it or if there's something in the environment or there's something about the current lifestyle that's evoking that. I'm not sure.
0: Well, what do you think about food now these days? Like food, I- like how the production of food, like I know that uh, production of food here in the States is catastrophic. Cause yeah. you like I just yeah. finished talking to some girl the, uh, the other day at the gym and she w- did like a whole Euro trip and she was also in some some islands off of uh, Australia. And she goes, and she's like, y- when you travel outside of the United States, she goes, you realize how, how processed and overdone the food is here in the United States. She's like, because over there, it, the food is just, it just tastes better. She goes, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't getting any reaction from my digestion or anything like that. And I was, I was like, wow. I was like, man, is it that, r-? and I remember when I went to Columbia, well, when I went to Columbia a little while back, and at the time, I was bodybuilding, so I was, I was, a, I was, a, I was a gorilla. I was, I was I was, huge. And so the amount of food that I was eating back then in order for me to maintain that size was ridiculous. And yeah. I remember when I went to go see my dad, and we went to some, some restaurant or whatever, and I was like, yeah, can I get, you know, two chicken breasts? Because that's kind of what I had every meal for like four or five times a day. And the chicken breast was like, th- it was like this small that I was just like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. I was like, can I get five? And it's because... They're, rea- they're chickens that are not overproduced. They're like literally f- f- from a farm that's like sure. probably like just a few miles out from the restaurant. Yeah. Where here it's like stuff that's over kind of done. Mutants,
1: strawberries, <laughs> mutant
0: chickens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's totally true. Uh, but it's 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 crazy to me. It's it's yeah. uh, and, and, I, and I'm glad that there's people like you, then the new generation that's kind of going towards that holistic kind of like route, like you yeah. said, where you're kind of taking care of yourself you were learning how to actually kind of heal yourself, not only physically but hopefully emotionally. Now, now that hopefully people are getting better at that, yeah. and then the food thing as well, because I think food is a primary factor for a lot of people's problems.
1: Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I love food. I'm I'm a foodie. I I, go to, I like going to restaurants and, and having some you know desserts here and there. But um, I, and I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on on the food industry in the U.S. But what I can say is, you know, like your friend said, you know. When I go to Greece, I go to the Greek islands, for example, and you have a big lunch, right? What is a a big lunch in the States means you better not have any afternoon plans, right? Because you got to sit on the couch, you got to digest, your energy is going to dip, you're going to crash after lunch, right? Right. So even in my office, I'm purposefully eating a small lunch because I know if I eat... But you go to Greece, you eat a big lunch, you have a big family meal, and you're actually energized, right? You're feeling the calories and you feel the nutrients, and so you have more energy after a big meal. But i had never felt more energy after a big meal here right you go out Uh, to dinner you're ready to go to bed that's true you go to greece you have a big meal you know vegetables and fish and beef and pita and you feel like more energized and food is energy right food is calories so (laughs) why why do we feel low energy when we eat a lot of food right and so Uh, that is true that's 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 too logical brother yeah well (laughs) when you think about the biochemistry it's like it doesn't make sense so what else is going on what's in the food that's Crashing us or, or what's what's been taken out of that food in the process of mass production? Where we're, we're not getting that right? We're just kind of filling our body with whatever calories, but we're not benefiting from them So that, that's the only thing I can say on that is I, I have felt that difference also internationally uh, When you have good food, it's a little different.
0: Uh, yeah, 100% man. Yeah. That's true um, So let's tender back man. So what's wh- where does will where's will out in, f- in five years? Like what's the ultimate goal, <laughs> of well, no, because because yeah. I'm thinking about it, like you're. You're nerding out. You're obviously going to be, you're going to get your Phd. You're already a doctor, or a chiropractor. Yeah. You're, you're already an acupuncturist is like, dude, like, mm, how many, how many hats are you going to wear? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, is this, is, and you're right now, you're in an intimate office, you know, yeah. trying to do your thing. Is there some, some route like big goal? Like, is it, what's the big goal? Like I'm assuming just because you're so a- athletic that you're probably going to want to try to build a sports center, but. You know, but you tell me. What are you thinking of doing in the long run?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I've gone back and forth on this a little bit. It's obviously uh, one thing that you consider is uh, opening a big practice, hiring a bunch of doctors, having a gym in the practice. Some kind. You know, John and I have talked about that because uh, he's going to be an orthopedic doctor. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a great link up. There. Yeah. I, I just have to convince him to stay in Miami uh, and convince his lovely fiance to stay in Miami also because okay. <laughs> they're leaving. But um, for me, you know, uh, my I love practice, and I'm never going to leave private practice. I'm never my patients are always at you know. When you graduate, are you going to? I'm never going to leave private practice. I get so much fulfillment out of it, and I love I love the day to day. But I, I see myself uh, pr- progressing in academia a bit, you know, becoming a professor, uh, maybe running a oh, lab. No way. Yeah, okay. I, I really enjoy that. Uh, I'm never going to step away from private practice, and uh, but right now I, my practice is very stable. You know, I have I, I come in, I see my patients, I leave. It's great. It's easy. Um, and I don't love uh, I, I don't know if I'm if I'm meant to you know s- scale a business per se at this time um, I'd rather maybe uh, pursue being a professor and, and, and doing research um, and I, I love educating and speaking you know I'm, I'm passionate about that so I'd like to uh, to do a little bit more educating and, and again to me it's important that I stay in practice because I never want to become like uh, a couch what is it called a a Sunday couch quarterback or whatever you know where I'm teaching people things that I'm not
0: actually doing
1: yeah so I want to teach people how to help people get out of pain and how to get out of chronic pain but I need to keep my weapons sharp by being in the practice and and being humbled every day in practice by by failures You know, so there's a lot of failures that happen in in private practice. You think you're the man and you can fix everything and you can't Um, so that keep that keeps me humble. And and, uh, so that's kind of what I see professionally, you know, uh, getting deeper into academia, becoming a professor at a major institution and and maintaining my practice.
0: Interesting. Give me some examples of stuff that you've run into that failed. Yeah. That's interesting to me cuz it's like you're you're hyper intelligent you obviously have a passion for it Jesus yeah. you, you love you love what you're doing which is amazing Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I think you're also like phenomenal at what you do this like Thanks. but yeah. running into the wall sucks you know and yeah. especially when you're like you genuinely want to help the person and you're like fuck I can't figure this out. Yeah. Like what's going on here?
1: Yeah, you know um, again you're you're constantly learning things and ho- and fortunately I'm failing less now than I was. Three years ago, right, which which is a sign of improvement, I think. But um, it's like it's a funny story. So, uh, my very first new patient was a was a local person in Aventura. Someone called the office like the day before we opened and said, "I want to make an appointment." And when you're when you've been a student for like eight years straight, and then you open your practice, you put all the money that you have into opening the office, and someone calls and is like ready to come in and pay you for your services, you're like over the moon, right? So the guy comes in. I'm like i'm like i'm ready like i have shadowed the best in the world I, I'm, I'm a doctor blah blah blah. i got a nice office uh comes in so the first thing i do is you know instead of listening to this patient right tell me why you're here i'm here to, i'm like telling him everything i know right because that's like when you first start practice like you want to be like you're I'm the guy yeah, like you're not, you don't have authentic confidence, right, that right. comes with time and experience. So you your confidence comes from trying to, like, show everyone what you know. Right. So I'm just, like, vomiting information on this guy, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. So I give him some treatment. I say, okay, we're going to do X, Y, Z. We're going to fix your thoracic rotation, and we're going to fix your cervical extension, and we're going to fix your diaphragmatic breathing. Okay, okay, okay. So the guy pays for the visit. All good. All right, I'm going to see you in two days. And I and I said, nailed that, right? I'm, like, having a pizza at night. I'm like, crush that first you know, the guy's gonna he's gonna send me all his family and friends. So two days later, come in the office Wednesday, we schedule like six PM visit. Guy no shows, just doesn't show the visit. And I remember like putting my head on my front desk and just thinking like, I am not cut out. Like I'm never gonna make it, like like I'm gonna fail at this. Like I, I put everything into this. I moved to Miami. I'm gonna fail at this, right? And like you have a lot of those moments along the way, like where yeah. you convince yourself like this is evidence that you're gonna fail and then like all of a sudden you like pop your head out of the sand feeling bad for yourself and like you've reached your goal right my goal was to have a a practice that was uh, I showed up to work and my schedule was full and I I reached that that was my first goal I reached that goal but there's a lot of those moments where you like feel bad for yourself and you think you're gonna fail and um, and so so that happens a lot and and like I said my biggest issue early on was uh, me being how I am a little bit uh, over analytical which which uh, serves me well like in some context, but um, I was I was doing too much making the visit about how smart I am how much I know how cool. I am and uh, now I just sit back and put my feet up And I say tell me your story and I listen and we keep it simple and I stay out of my own way And so that's helped me avoid failure you
0: know. wh- wh- What do you think made the difference when you were starting out because that's that's I I, I, t- I? Talk with this with my boy sometimes. It's like we all have that fear of like whatever product or service that you're having and it's like like i'm i'm good at what i do but am i
1: yeah like are people gonna really pay me for this
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's it's really weird like it's and then then it's and then you don't know exactly okay like you said you take a couple steps backwards and you're like fuck yeah and you gotta kind of self-analyze and go okay i just i just gotta show up like what what do you think that went because you know obviously from my perspective you're you're for me because i i know enough like i looked at you and i was like man this guy really knows what he's talking about and he actually cares but i'm not the normal person it's the normal person is like like you said the the grandmother around the street she yeah she just wants the pain to go away yeah so what do you think like made it so that you can kind of like go through those turbulent like building blocks because it's everyone runs into that i think when you're I mean, you have that entrepreneur set you know it's yeah. like you you're, you're building a business and 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 when you've never done it before like you said you were yeah you got book smart that's great but the real world is not the books the the book aspect and you're going to get punched in the face and you're like fuck you know like yeah. I did I b- I felt like I did above and beyond why is this person not coming through yeah like what do you think what do you think that made it so that where you got to the point where now you're seeing 20 people a day
1: yeah well um, you know I I've always tried to I've always tried to become a, a a better clinician along the way so every time an, a patient walks in i pause for like five or ten seconds and i try to think to myself like like this patient's going to get the the best version of me that anyone's ever gotten right so when, when that pa- regardless if it's somebody you know i have some patients that have been seeing me every week for like since i opened right and so it'd be easy to like take them for granted and say oh my buddy so-and-so is coming in we're gonna laugh i'm gonna stretch him out but uh every time a patient comes in no matter if it's uh, know a ceo of a fortune 500 company a dolphins player or or you know grandma across the street like i, I try to i pause for a second I, i'm thankful for that that patient is here and that they're choosing uh to, to come see me and then i just tell myself like give give this person you know th- they're getting the best version of you right because if you're always improving yourself then the, the version of you that's present right now is the best that you've ever been right so uh that that mindset has helped me like it just i just take one thing at a time and i also and careful not to like over celebrate when things go well you know because if I'm if you're going to tell yourself don't don't be hard on yourself when things don't go well I think likewise if you have a success uh, don't over celebrate because then every you're going to set yourself up maybe for disappointment so I, I just ev- you know I've had like some big big days in in my career where whether it's a big patient or financially a big day um, and I, I walk out the I walk out of the office turn the lights out and I'm like you know tomorrow I'm going to be even better you know you do that for years and years and then it, it just happens
0: yeah and i'm noticing that now myself too it's it's, it's you it, you just have to do yeah <coughs> that's the hard part it's hard
1: yeah for <coughs> sure
0: you know it's because like you said you'll have a good day and then if you over celebrate then and then you're going to you're going to get punched in the face yeah it, it's just going to happen and and if you if you celebrate too much on the high when you get punched in the face the low is l- much lower yeah. S- and so it's like like you said you have to kind of find that somewhat equilibrium where the high is kind of high and the low is kind of low yeah. so that you can just get up and do because It's not easy man. It's just and that's why a lot of people fail And it's just because you got to kind of do you just have to get up and go okay What are the steps that you need to do and things like that? That's one thing that one of my boys has been kind of teaching me because he comes from a collegiate uh, sports background
1: mm-hmm.
0: And he calls it the checklist life where you just you have to reevaluate, and this is the checklist that you got to do. Like, what are the, what are the, what are the steps that I got to do in order for me to like? Th- I want to go in that direction. That's the direction I want to go. Yeah. And if that's the direction I got to go, what are the steps? And then you start thinking backwards, and then once you think backwards and go, okay, cool, okay, for this next quarter, this next season, I'm gonna try to, fo- I'm gonna follow these steps. And then you just open it up and you just look at the steps every goddamn day. And yeah. You just do it, whether you feel like it or not. You're not feeling it. It doesn't matter. You still got to get up and do it. If, you, if, if, if you're excited to do it, do it even more. And if you're not excited to do it, you still got to fucking do it. And, and, but that's the hard part. And what people do is that they just live like day to day, but they don't extrapolate to the future and then kind of pull it back. And, yeah. and and that's I think where you kind of like come in because you're already like I know you <laughs> you're being humble. Like I know that you've already thought out like the next few years. You like you already know exactly what school you want to teach at, <laughs> what, what lab you might want to teach at. Like I, I like I know that you're you're being humble about it, but you already have it in your mind and you need and you the next thing is you're gonna be let me figure out how I'm gonna do it. Okay, I wanna teach at this college. Okay, how do I get an internship there? And yeah. then how do I how do if how do I get closer to this professor in order for the professor to give me some Sign of approval, in order for me
1: to be. Able yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I, I have I have ideas mapped out, and um, but yeah, it, I love what you just said about like at, at the end of the day, like you have to do. You know what I mean? Like, uh, people maybe you look at uh, you know what what I've accomplished up to this point. You know, with the practice and the different degrees, whatever. But at the end of the day, like that's all the result of me just like. You know if you see me on the street like I got a backpack. I got a gym bag. I got another bag I got a, I'm sweaty. I have got like my lunch bag You know I haven't eaten in three hours. like I've just been running around and hustling and just doing the dirty work Like I drive to UM I drive to Kaiser University I, I'm at my office for nine or ten hours just like hands-on treating patients like there's nothing really glamorous about what I'm doing But it's very fulfilling uh, just day by day and then when you do hard work years and years then eventually you look back and you're like yeah I've built a couple of cool things or I've set myself up for some opportunities but there's nothing nothing special or glamorous about what I do I just show up to work and try to do a great job every day
0: mm, yeah but that's hard that's a hard mindset to have man especially yeah. w- especially when you're working for yourself because yeah. when you're working for yourself it's work but is it you know <laughs> what I mean it's not like you, you don't have a boss you know you know you don't have anybody giving you like an outline so it's like you 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 it's easy to you know kind of take the easy route and it's more like you got to yeah. be like hey man you got to give yourself a schedule you got to give yourself what to do you got to give yourself in order for you to do it because because mm-hmm. it's hard so yeah. it's a difficult process but then that's where it goes back to like you got to kind of do what you enjoy it's like figure out for what sure. you enjoy because there's going to be times and I, I don't know if you found that but i found that like working for yourself it, it, it gets lonely
1: sure
0: you know what i mean like you're like it's like your circle gets smaller yeah um, you have to you outgrow people. It's like you you your friends and you're like yeah you're you're cool and everything like that man and I love you, and it's like if you need me I'm here for you. But like like you're not there's there's no value exchange anymore. Yeah. Like there's like, yeah. and, and it's like it's not that I don't care for you. It's just that like there's there's no I, I'm giving more than I'm receiving. And then it's like you're you're no longer you're not you're not bringing value to the universe. You're almost kind of dragging me a little bit. And the, and it's hard, you know. And then all of a sudden, you go from like, you know, you have like ten friends, and and then it goes down to eight, and then it goes down to five, and then it goes down to like maybe one or two, yeah, and then just a you t- your after that. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And it's true, you know. you're like that, you know, and you know, and it's 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 hard to get up and do that daily grind when yeah. it's like you're hundred percent by yourself, and you just gotta. Again, I wouldn't say believe in yourself. You just gotta be like I said. You gotta enjoy what you're doing so that you know that that eventually it's gonna pay you. Yeah, (coughs) in one way or fashion whether it's fulfillment or or an actual financial if you're motivated by my finances and shit like that Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I I agree 100% it's lonely especially like in my like I'm a I do everything in my office I pick up the phone. I take out the trash I vacuum I treat the patients So it's lonely, but you know, uh, I'm fortunate because I'm working with patients So I'm never really alone in the office and you know, I, I go to my office for my patients, like I'm there to serve them. I'm not really there to serve myself. I mean, I'm getting paid, it's my livelihood, but I'm there to serve them. Same thing in academia, you know, I'm I'm there to serve my students. Uh, I'm doing it to help my career, to make money. But I'm so if you have a, a in like in your case, right? You work with clients. You have like an audience, you know, around the country. So you're serving all these other people, right? So it's lonely, but but there's other people that are involved. You know, you're not like just doing something just for yourself. So it's nice to you know, you're you're a you're a servant as well, right? That's <laughs> part of your your job. You know.
0: Yeah, I, and I've been learning recently, and I don't know if it's. Uh, uh I don't know if it's content I'm consuming or the the quality of people that I'm like around now better. I feel like it's uh, it's how much value can you give to the world? Yeah. Like, you know, are you waking up and figuring out like what how how, what is it that you enjoy doing and how much can you amplify what that is to the universe? And if you can amplify that to the universe, the universe is going to kind of pay you back. And I never really thought of it that way. And the same thing with the even like I was saying earlier with the relationships, you know, I said this in the previous podcast, I was telling them, that it's, it's, it, it's there's got to be a curated circle that you got to kind of work on because you, you got to be around other people that, you know, like you're doing very well, but I'm sure that you, you would want someone that is on the same level as you, if not better than you, that kind of you look at go, damn, am I doing enough? Yeah and so and and then that that pushes you to kind of push your level up even more which yeah. is which is great but you got to curate that process you know like i was telling uh, one of these cats that's uh, that's here with us today is, is i was like hey man i'm trying to bring people into the fold with me that goes like hey we're all on this mission we're all headed in this direction but there's only a few people that can actually come along for the ride like are you the right fit for us in order for us yeah. to be able to kind of lean on each other and go hey don't don't be lazy like this is what I'm doing, you know, and there's nothing, at least for me, there's nothing better that someone comes to me and be like, yo, this is what I did today. And you're like, holy shit, I'm, I'm yeah. lazy. I need to get my ass yeah,
1: moving. Yeah, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you need that. Yeah, it's good. good <laughs> for,
0: for, for me, that's what I need. And I, I kind of do that with jiu as well. Like, sometimes I don't realize, like, I was rolling with um, uh, Tractor the tractor, the guy literally treats me like a child. <laughs> like, I, like, rolling with the guy as a child, but then I don't realize that, bro, the guy's, like, number five in the world. Yeah number six in the world in jujitsu, so it's like in my mind i'm like man I'm, i suck at jiu-jitsu but then when you roll with someone like that you're like mm, well d- do i really suck at jujitsu, or or is there levels to this and i need, just need to step up my level yeah. and that's really what it is and, and that uh, kind of applicable to life and that's kind of one of the i think the allures of combat sports it's because it's an individual sport but the only person that you can lean on is your f- is yourself and yeah. you got to put uh, people around you like the what is it the Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. you got to be around other monsters to kind of make you better. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. no, that's totally true. And, you know, early on in my career, I was focused on, you know, mentors in my field, right? Who are, who are the best chiropractors in the world? Who's the best trainer in the world? Who's the best PT in the world? But as you get older, you realize, like, uh, no matter – it doesn't really matter what the person is world class at. You can learn – I can learn something from the best uh, CEO in the world, the best basketball player in the world, the best artist, right? So that's – so you can kind of like learn something from everybody right because everybody's exceptional at something for the most part right everybody's got some so i try to you know and books come into play as well right you can read books about you know who's who's the best in the world at this and then you can apply those traits to your own life your own job you know life is about like it's not about idolizing somebody it's about taking a a little little piece of this person a little piece of this person a little piece of this person and then and t- and gluing it together with your own glue in, in the way that you want to you know so that's what I, I try to do is is take a little bit from people who I who I value and who I admire and, and uh, add little pieces to myself take little pieces out that you know maybe need to go and and that's how you do it you know. that,
0: that's the hard part is letting go of stuff
1: yeah yeah like you said whether it's friends or whether it's bad habits you've got or a lifestyle choice that you have uh, you know you got to make room for the new puzzle piece right so you got to take one piece out you, know you, know. you can't just overfill it
0: I like that that's it you got to make room for the new puzzle piece. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right brother so b- uh, before you head out I don't know if you want to talk to the camera tell everybody how to where to find you obviously it's Miami spine and performance <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um, uh, Dr. Will Adams, Miami Spine and Performance. Uh, my office is in Hollywood, Florida. Um, I, you know, I put content on Instagram and YouTube. I, I try to put educational stuff out there. So uh, if you're in the area, you need care, I'm happy to help you. Or if you just want to like learn some cool things about rehab and back pain, uh, you can follow my YouTube or Instagram also.
0: Sounds good, brother. All right, anyways, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Until the next time, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us. Make sure you tag somebody that might benefit from this information and uh, share the stuff man we're trying to educate the combat sports industry on or not industry and community in order to take care of their bodies because most of you guys don't do a good job you know how to beat each other up but don't take care of yourselves so remember this is a marathon it's not a sprint especially when it comes to um, combat sports and for those of you that are brand new to jujitsu that are white belts realize it takes 10 to 15 years to get a black belt and you're gonna get hurt so going to see someone like, you know, Will Adams, Dr. Will Adams, is, is going to benefit you because you can do preventative medicine as well as in if there's an acute injury of some sort, he can help you out. The idea, again, is for you to r- learn to how to take care of yourself, guys. So I appreciate you tuning in. Until next time. Thanks a lot. Thanks.